underwater archaeology. Did I scuba dive? No. No. Was I going to let that stop me? No. Why would no. you? I was enrolling in Florida State's underwater archaeology. State? <laughs> wow. You're moving across the country. You're like the yeah, Jacques Cousteau of Indiana Jones. <laughs> Hiya, this is Anna, and I'm a big-ass runner from the breathtaking New York Hudson Valley, where rivers, mountains, and valleys meet to create some of the most stunning running views in the U.S. Welcome to the Big Ass Runner podcast, where we entertain and encourage trail runners from all over the world. Now, here's your hosts, the inspirational Jeff Harrell and pragmatic Stephen Pritt. Stephen, I'm inspirational. You are inspirational, Jeff. That is crazy. You know what's inspirational, though, Stephen? What? Mountains, what'd she say? Mountains, valleys, and rivers coming together. It sounds like some kind of like Garden of Eden kind of thing. Like that sounds amazing. Yes, I've never been to Hudson Valley. I've been to New York City, but I've never been on to Hudson Valley. And I think it sounds fantastic. Yeah, it definitely sounds beautiful and not like where we live in Texas. <laughs> no, we don't have any of those three things that come together <laughs> at all. Not at all. We have where dirt and prairie and, and heat combined and heat come together. <laughs> Well, thank you again, Anna, for doing that introduction. Stephen, this is the Big Ass Runner episode number 24. Yes, that's that's the second one of the year, number 24. And uh, we're really excited about bringing you this episode. We have some really cool things in store for this episode, Jeff. And we cannot wait to share it with you guys. And this is Jeff Harrell. And this is Stephen Print. As Stephen mentioned, we have a couple of awesome things. So first of all, one of our listeners, Sadie does something really, really cool. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm, I'm going to actually tease it a little bit, Stephen. Really? Yeah, they have to wait and see and hear. Wait and hear. Oh, they actually see on social media. Yes. But wait and hear. This is a really cool thing that Sadie does. She's just a great person. Yeah, I could sit and talk with her for a while. She's, she's, she's really inspirational, and you guys will really enjoy her story. Yeah, she is awesome. And then, if it couldn't get better than that, one of everyone's favorites is back as well. Miss Marcy Baser. Marcy is back. She's got some wisdom for us, some funny as always, and some perspective. Yeah, I think we all kind of are hitting off the new year. We all make resolutions and things. And I think Marcy has a unique perspective on setting goals and, and New Year's resolutions. But before we get to that, Stephen, there was a story that you heard about that I think we need to address or talk about. Yeah. So Jeff, you know, we have our data scientists. We've employed them to kind of help scour the interwebs looking for stories for us. And many people don't understand this, but our, our data scientists are actually trail runners themselves. That's true. Yeah. So they enjoy trail running and, you know, they're probably ones that listen to the more technical ones where they're talking about cadence and heart rate and, and fart, fart licks. Fart licks. All they those. love that word. They laugh every time we say it. Yeah. They're a little immature, honestly. A not, little bit. Not like us. But they came across an article from <laughs> Outside Magazine where they were talking about tips and tricks on how to stay warm when, when running in the winter. Now, here in, in, in the Texas area, you know, it doesn't get super cold, but we definitely have a lot of runners up north. We have a ton in Colorado, a lot in Washington and Hudson Valley and other places where it does get pretty cold. Latvia. Latvia. It yeah, gets it's freezing there. Freezing cold, yes. Um, there's not a lot of laughing in Latvia when it gets cold. Out there, so so they came basically had some tips and tricks, but there were a couple in that Jeff in this article where the data scientists like this is proven fact you you need to get this news out. And Interesting, it's, proven fact, proven fact. It's not even like something we want to share. They said it's our responsibility. to Wow, share. I feel the weight of that all of a sudden. Yeah. So so here's a couple of things that they kind of mentioned about in this article, and I think it's really good to to kind of do that. So one thing that they mentioned was going for longer runs, making sure that you have uh, longer runs and that your your clothes go a little bit further down, like around your your know your rear and your waist because they say hot air rises and so they were getting all technical on that and i'm so like oh, longer clothes longer clothes that go past your hips will actually make you stay warmer a little bit longer so it's got to go over the love handles 
Yeah. How, how does that work? I don't know. I think you get extensions. I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> Shirt extensions. Uh, yeah. I think we definitely, uh, you know how there's like foot gaiters and neck gaiters. Yeah. Maybe there's, there's side gaiters for, for us. Um, but, uh, so that's one of them. They were talking about going a little bit longer actually helps you stay warmer. So okay. not, I want to try that. Yeah. Not longer in distance. So that was one of them. Obviously they were really adamant about, you know, staying dry when you're sweating too much. That's something that's obvious, but a lot of times it's like, well, I'm running and I'm sweating. How, yeah, do, how I, do I stay dry? How do I stay dry? Right, exactly. So they were talking about that. Another one, Jeff, I didn't know about, which kind of makes sense, is actually adding insoles to your shoes. Keeps you warmer? It does. That doesn't make any sense. So according to this article and according to data scientists, again, they were very adamant about this, was that you actually lose a lot of heat from your toes or your extremities. Oh, wow. And so by having insoles that kept some, a little bit more distance and warmth from your shoes to the ground... Technically, you could stay warmer longer. Interesting. Hot and, foot. Yeah, for me. And plus, what I like it too, it makes me a little bit taller. That's true. Yeah, so not quite platform shoes, but uh, <laughs> but adding insoles to that. I, I run in those Gene Simmons dragon uh, boots. Yeah, oh, and they, they're so warm. Yeah, and I'm super functional. Very functional. <laughs> functional. So comfortable. Yes, they, they, uh, they definitely help out with that. Crush the rocks. Another one that was really the one that was kind of like the the coup d'etat, you know, the one <laughs> the that coup d'etat. Uh, is that from Lion King? I don't know. Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a matata. One that they were really really adamant about this one, and this is one that I don't think a lot of people think about. Jeff, okay, super serious. Is they say go to the bathroom more. Go to the bathroom more. Yeah. For some reason, if you have a full bladder, it actually makes you colder. A full... Oh, wait a minute. Pee is warm. Pee is... I mean, not that I feel it all the time, Well, but I think it's a fairly known fact that pee is warm. Yeah. Well, that is that is a true statement, but you, you have to find this balance of not having a full bladder, but also staying hydrated. Because apparently, if you have a full bladder then you actually are going to be colder. Interesting. Yeah. So they were really excited about this. They really care <laughs> they about... They excited. Uh, yeah, they really care about our runners, and they felt that really going longer in your clothes, covering up your your rear and your side, making sure you've got those insoles in yeah. and and uh, avoiding your bladder is, is really some, some tips and tricks. You know, people might think getting some thicker clothes, you know... Yeah. Head, scarf, earmuffs. Those are all important. I mean, everybody knows that. Right. But these are kind of the deep things that we scour the interwebs, bringing them up. And they were very excited because they were all scientifically based. Yes, science! And they just felt that it was important. So I like, you know what? Okay, guys, great. We'll, we'll put it on the we'll podcast. We'll share it. You know, there's a couple, Stephen, that are not on the list that I'm surprised. Yeah. First being building a fire. Yeah. You, I would think that would warm you up. Yeah. Maybe you could do like the Olympic torch thing where you just carry that flame with you. That's that's one idea. I was thinking, you know, chop down a tree, maybe scram up some kindling. Yeah. You know, bring a flint. Oh, wow. And build a little fire. That's a good that, idea. That would warm you up. Would you just run around the fire or would you? Yeah. 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 Keep running. Just run <laughs> just around in circles. Yeah. Right. Kind of like do the uh, the Tom Hanks on Castaway. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I pictured. Uh, yeah. So I'm surprised that's not on the list. The other thing is go inside. I'm surprised that's not on the list. Yeah, those are interesting. You know, I didn't find that on the article, Jeff. It went in there? It, You know, it wasn't, but maybe I should scroll down a little further. Maybe it's <laughs> like in the cliff notes or the Probably. Uh, the, the deep footnotes. There you uh, go. In those Gene Simmons boots. There you go. Well, there you have it. There's some extra just little wisdom nuggets we try to drop off and uh, make sure that you guys have those. Hopefully, you guys will be staying warm on some of those longer runs. Well, Jeff, what a relief. And now we got to go. With that in mind, Here's episode 24. Stephen, one of the things I love is our listeners in a lot of the big ass runner 
listeners out there are so talented. They're, they do so many different things. Yeah, they're so diverse in their hobbies and, and their, their lives outside of trail running, but also some unique running opportunities that they have within trail running. They do so many cool things. And we heard about Sadie through Instagram. In fact, we had highlighted her on a shout out in Kudo. And as we looked into her profile, we saw that she runs with asses. What? <laughs> I mean, we're the big ass runner. Don't we all? And I'm like, oh, well, that's true. That's a good point. We do all. Right. <laughs> Burrows. Right. Those kind of asses. Oh, gotcha. All right. Yes. Like donkey kind of asses. Yes. And we thought that's perfect for our show because we are the big ass runner. Right. She's doing so many things. She's a trail runner. She's a teacher and bouncing all this stuff. But she also does these trail races. So we thought it would be awesome to, to have her on the show just to highlight one of our one of our listeners. It's really cool. Before Sadie comes on, I wanted to tell you a little bit about what this is. This is Pack Borough Racing. And this is a sport that's actually unique, Stephen, to the state of Colorado because they're so deeply enriched in mining heritage. Uh-huh. That in the early days, they would actually, the miners would have their burrows packed down with stuff. The burrows are carrying all this stuff, so they couldn't ride them. Mm -hmm. So they would lead them through these trails. Oh, gotcha. And so that's how this burrow racing kind of got started. So that's really cool. And Stephen, believe it or not, in 2012, Pack Burrow Racing was recognized as the official summer heritage sport in Colorado. That's so cool. What what a what a fun sport and what a different way to kind of mix it up on the trails. So without further ado, here is Sadie. Sadie, are you there? Yep, here I am. Hey, Sadie's here. <laughs> hey. hey, welcome to the show. We're so glad you could you could be here. Thanks. Happy to be here. Well, hey Sadie, how did you get into trail running and, and is this something you've always done or how did you kind of fall into into the sport? I have been running since high school. I always wanted to be very tall and be a pro volleyball player. And um uh, get on the volleyball team we had to run a mile in eight minutes. And I had never run before and kind of discovered that I was actually a more capable runner than I was a volleyball player. (laughs) And that led to running track and then running, eventually leaving volleyball and running cross country and and have been a lifelong runner since. Yeah, I have a very similar story too, playing soccer and realized I was better at running than playing soccer <laughs> and then transitioned over into something a little bit better. Well, that's awesome. What's what's some of the things now that you're obviously older and out, out of high school and stuff, like what really attracts you to trail running? It wasn't really until my 30s, late 20s, I'm 39 now, that I started getting into actually running on trails. Um, My husband and I, for our first anniversary, decided to run a marathon. That was a big goal we had. And and a lot of the training here to get a lot of miles in ended up being on trails and on mountain roads. From that training, I realized that I would much rather be out in the wilderness than I would be on a road somewhere in the city. And I felt more at peace. I've always been, I've always been a rock climber and a hiker and backpacker. And, and so the next step was trail running. And that's how I started getting into trail running. And then we had kids and kind of had to rebuild that capacity to go out on trails and, and find ways and times to, break away from my family to to get time on a trail. And Sadie, I know you're in one of our favorite states. You're in Colorado. You're in the Denver area. So I'm sure that the trails are always calling your name to some degree. I also know you're a teacher and a mom and you've got lots going on. So I'm curious, how do you find balance? We heard from one of our friends a couple episodes ago, Scott, Scott, who was talking about getting out of balance. How do you balance all of that and still stay active with your trail running? I I coach cross country, high school cross country. And so oh, a lot great. of a lot of my running, um, I I say I just want to try to keep up with my runners <laughs> so that when we go out and train together I can run along with them. It's a hard balance with a family and with kids and, and luckily I have a husband who's who's very supportive and is active himself. He's also a trail runner. We have learned to balance our time with really having a calendar and letting each other know when we want to go on runs or what our goal is each day, how many miles we want to get out or how many hours or what time we have. And I think with with balancing that and then hoping that we can both stay in good enough shape that when we get an opportunity to run together, 
that we can do that. And I just want to say on behalf of former cross country runners that having coaches that actually run with you versus riding their bikes next to you. <laughs> um, I just want to say thank you. I always wanted to shove a stick in, like in the spokes, you know, of my, <laughs> my, my one coach who would always ride and like, come on, go harder. I'm like, well, yeah, you're riding a bike and I'm not. So, <laughs> well, Sadie, one thing we, we noticed that you were doing. So a lot of people have heard running with the bulls and have seen that before, but you actually run with donkeys. And that's what, what we saw that. And I'm like, that looks so amazing. So can you tell me a little bit about that sport, how you got into it? And like, even how does it work? I mean, I run with Jeff and sometimes I slow him down. So I feel Whatever. like, I feel like a donkey, but, um, I'm the pack mule in this scenario. <laughs> I, I think that there's some, there's some analogy there, but tell us like, how did you discover that? How did you get, I'm just so fascinated by that. It's, it's a new hobby of mine. You could call it a COVID hobby. <laughs> we, we call it a family you, reunion. Yeah. Cause we saw the pictures of the donkeys and the asses and we're like, Hey, that looks like a family reunion. Yeah. That's for, like for, part of our family. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I have always loved animals. I've volunteered with the animals in the past before having kids. My mom and I would travel to out to Utah to Kanab and volunteer at Best Friends Animal Sanctuary. I've volunteered with animals before having kids and just love being with animals. And I read just last year, I read the book Running with Sherman by Christopher McDougall. And you've probably heard of him because he wrote Born to Run, which Great I think is like the all-time oh, love that bestseller. Book. Yeah, and so he and his family moved to Amish country and ended up rescuing a donkey and and training it. And it needed a job, and it needed to. They decided the job would be to train it to run. And through this book, I learned about this sport and that this is the the oldest marathon that allowed both men and women in the United States was a donkey marathon here in Colorado. And so this year, we needed to find something to do for my daughter's fourth birthday. So we decided to contact a local farm called the Community Farm here uh -huh. in our area. And we had her birthday party there, and they had donkeys. And I just was just finishing this book, and I asked um, the woman who runs the farm if they race the donkeys at all. Because I've been so interested and it kind of derailed the birthday party of me finding out more about donkeys. <laughs> right. I'm glad, um, it, glad it wasn't a cheetah farm, too. That, that would have been horrible. <laughs> so. <laughs> so they have three three donkeys. And she said that they were working on building a burrow running team. And I said, I'm in. What do I need to do? She said, well, you got to gotta train with them. Right. And so I've been going to the farm and basically learning about running with donkeys. She, the owner of the farm, has connected me with, it's a huge community here in Colorado. No one would ever know. That is so um, There's cool. actually like a, a triple crown of borough racing that happens. It's the pack borough races, and there's three races, three big races. There's a lot of smaller races, but three big races that happen every year in Fair Play and Leadville and Buena Vista. And... People, a lot of people will just show up and rent a donkey. Oh, wow. And from my experience, that sounds like a horrible experience because you really need to bond with them and get to know them. They all have, like all of us, have very different personalities. Right. And there's a reason why they have the nickname the ass. Sometimes <laughs> they just don't want to go. You need to know the tricks to get them to, to work with you. The donkeys that are at the farm are rescued donkeys from BLM land. They came from really bad backgrounds, similar to running with Sherman. And it's our hope to kind of give them a mission and train them to to work with us. So I have a follow-up question. Do you work with the same animal and like, do you give them names and stuff? How, how does that whole thing work? And do they have like hydration vests and things? Like, <laughs> like how do you, how do you, how do you give them nutrition? Like, I'm, I'm really curious about like, are there aid stations where you get like, you know, Oreos and they get hay? Like That's a great question. So the races are all different lengths. I think the longest is 27 miles. Wow. So it's, it's technically an ultra and the shortest are usually around eight miles, five miles. In the past running with them, I never brought anything for them. The second to last time I went out running, I run with the three burrows from the farm. And really it depends on how many people go. 
kind of a borough per person. And their names are Abby, Lulu, and Pepsi. Pepsi is a miniature borough. Abby has a condition where she kind of her hooves get stuck backwards. The one way to fix it is a lot of uphill. So we have been taking her to a local trail, North Table Mountain, getting her to go uphill. I haven't brought fuel for the burrows on the run other than just a carrot. And what I learned early on is when I give them a treat, they think they're done. And they think like, oh, okay, I just got this yummy snack. Like, great, I did my trick. And and they kind of decide that they're done at that point. So that, that happens to me with powdered donuts. I have a powdered donut. I'm done. I'm out. Done. Yeah. I was telling Jeff, there's like four more aid stations. You, you got to keep on. Oh, got to keep going. Yeah, you got to get like complete. Okay, all we'll of them. put the powdered donuts at the last, last one. one. Right. Please. That's probably a good idea. You should try that, Sadie. Instead of carrots, try powdered donuts. I bet that will work. I know. I. I mean, I would work a lot faster for a powdered donut than <laughs> exactly. I would a Exactly. Exactly. If you if you were to boil down like what you love most about running with donkeys, what would that be? I, I really like the challenge of it. And I like, as much as I love running with people, I like this idea of kind of having this this running partner that you have to work together and I have to trust that they're going to, that we're going to get to the, to the end together. And yeah, it, it just is a new, it's a new challenge and it, it feeds right into my, my love for animals and getting out and doing something different. Well, Hey, Sadie, one other thing we, we noticed on your, on your Instagram, and I don't know if a lot of people know about this organization, but I know that you're, it's something that's a passion of yours. You can definitely tell is, is trail sisters. And can you tell our listeners a little bit about that organization and, and your involvement with them? Trail sisters started in 2000. 2016 by a woman named Gina, and she's here in Buena Vista, Colorado, which is a beautiful area in the mountains. And she started Trail Sisters to basically build a community for women to advocate for women in the trail running world. She's worked with different companies and noticed that a lot of companies would come out with like women-specific stuff, but it was just the color pink, but the same thing as the men's or that races always have like unisex t-shirts, right? But no, like female cut shirts. Trail Sisters does a lot of advocating to make sure that when there's a lottery for a race, that it's equal number of males and females get into the lottery. My husband, we were out to dinner one night and he, I don't remember where he went, but he disappeared for a moment and came back and he was like, went shopping in a store nearby and came back with a Trail Sisters hat. And this was like probably right in 2016 when Trail Sisters started. So he got me this hat and then I started following them, getting excited to find women kind of empowering each other to to get outside and and push their limits and build this community. And then about a year later for the best guest, guys, if you ever want to get your wife, if your wife's into trail running, get a really amazing gift. He basically purchased a trail running retreat from the, you know, that Trail Sisters put on here in Boulder. And it was the coolest experience I've, I've ever had in my life. It was a day retreat in Boulder with about 20 other women all all over the world. And the one thing we all had in common was trail running, but each of them had their own stories and their own passions and, and where they like to run and what they like to do. And from there, I met these lifelong friends. I still run with today, still keep in contact with. The race I'm doing in Arizona is with four of the women that I met through Trail Sisters. And Gina has set up individual basically like different cities all over the country have trail sisters communities so there's a trail sisters golden here that's trail sisters that's a that's husband of the year type gift right there that's a high bar (laughs) he he had to come back the next year with something pretty good yeah i mean he hasn't yet (laughs) he's still thinking (laughs) yeah that is that is the, the best gift ever it's just i mean i I, I can think of a spa being really nice, but to be able to go out wearing freed, not you know, not worried about getting home at a certain time to be with kids, just go run for four days. That's that's my sort of adventure. And if someone wanted to learn more about Trail Sisters, is there a place for them to go as well? Yeah, trailsisters.net would be the the first place and of course you can use Instagram, how we met each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Trailsisters.net and their Trail Sisters also has their own community page, kind of like a social media page 
where you can find groups near you and find runners near you to connect with. Well, say this has been awesome. I just love your heart. I mean, you care for animals, for people. You're teaching kids and teaching us as well on this podcast. Thanks so much for everything that you're doing. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah. And we just want to say a special thank you too for, for teaching and, and, and investing into the next generation with cross country and um, even a normal year that's tough, but also this year. So and sincere thank you for, for balancing all that and making that investment. Thank you. Yeah. And I'll try my best to just Stay in shape so I don't have to be at the coach on the bike. Coach on the bike. <laughs> try, try to do it at least as long as you can. I won't hold it against <laughs> you. Right, exactly. Yeah. You could be the coach on the burrow. That, right. that would be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, Sadie, we're going to make it to Denver area soon, hopefully this year sometime. So we'll have to do a burrow race together. That'd be great. You got it. Yeah, we can definitely make that happen. Well, that's awesome. Well, Sadie, thanks again so much. And I really appreciate you joining us. And have a great evening. Thanks. You too. Well, Stephen, one of the things we absolutely love to do is to give shout outs and kudos to the big ass runners out there that are just making it happen. And Stephen, today I think we've got someone from across the pond, or is he? So Jeff, we actually have Mark Watson, who is originally from the UK, but now lives in Saudi Arabia. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he actually listens to the podcast all the way across the ocean. How, did, how does it make it over there? I don't, I don't know. It must be one of those things we'll have to ask the data scientists. <laughs> They'll but, figure it out. Yeah, but he's awesome uh, doing a really fantastic job. Jeff, just recently, he was running and actually had three personal best the fastest mile fastest 10k and fastest 1k all in oh, one wow. run so congratulations to you mark and we're so thankful that you're a listener and we hope that it's bringing you some joy and encouragement and way to go on running over there um, i'm so glad that you're a listener and and thanks for for following us and congratulations on on your great runs yeah way to go mark Ladies and gentlemen, it's Marcy Baser. Welcome back, Marcy. Hi, guys. How are y'all? Happy New Year. Yeah. Thank you. Happy New Year to you all as well. Did you guys have a nice Christmas and holiday season? We did. Yeah? We did. Anything exciting happen at the Baser house? I can't say anything exciting. It was pretty low key, but it was fun. It was enjoyable. Yeah. We did got... you get a Dyson vacuum cleaner this time? <laughs> no. Oh. I did not. But actually, funny you should mention that because this year I got a little Christmas cash from my parents. Ooh, and guess what I bought? The Krispies. An iRobot vacuum. <laughs> you did. Oh, my goodness. You got like a Roomba? Yeah, but I bought it myself, so it's totally different it's than my different. husband giving it to me. Yeah. You, you put the Krispies to work, yeah. so you so could, I wouldn't have, have to, to work, right? Heck yeah, I like that. Oh, the Krispies, the Krispies, That's, love the Krispies. So, so how does it does it actually work well? I mean, I is, haven't gotten it in yet. Oh. I, I just finally pushed the. Uh, purchase button right after lots of research gotta do your research right and what always happens when i research is i get the most expensive one so that was all (laughs) of my chris i got the mop included i got the whole deal whoa this thing is like a oh yeah uh, Yeah. wow yeah i'm not ever cleaning anything again (laughs) (laughs) can it do the countertops i'm gonna pick it it up and put it on the counter Just put the plates on it on the floor. Just everything. Put the plates on everything. the floor. Oh, right. Good idea. Yeah. Put everything on and the floor. And then it'll just kind of, you know, instead like of the it. dog. Yeah. Like that, that way you can just do it that way. I like so, it. Great awesome. idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the beginning of the year, and we have a lot of new listeners, Stephen, who may not know Marcy yet. That's true. Yeah. I think over the last couple of months, we've had a, a few few new listeners. So. We have. Yeah. One or two. Yeah. One or two. <laughs> yeah, just a couple. Marcy, I think you've had one or two for sure. Yeah. yeah. We have. And Marcy comes on from time to time. She is everyone's favorite. We we've we've grappled with that. I think we've come to <laughs> live with it. 
we've I've, accepted it. I've talked to my therapist, and I, I'm I'm putting that in the past. That's part of 2020. That's part of 2020. And I'm, say that, I'm moving so I'll forward. Keep coming and back, and it works. And right. And they made me bring them dinner. That's so, true. Yeah. They're, Mar- they're, they're all lip service up here. <laughs> she not only came over to help record, she also brought dinner. That is awesome. Uh, win-win. <laughs> win-win. <laughs> it's a win-win for everybody. <laughs> it really is. It really uh, is. So Marcy is a pre, I would say future runner, but you've been running lately. Budding. Yeah. I mean, blossoming. Yeah. It's it's happened. It's happened from the occasional half mile warm up to this week. It's happened twice that I accidentally went over a mile. Wow. Yeah. So tell us. So you started your first one was how far? 1.3. That's good. Without wow. stopping. Wow. <laughs> Without stopping. I always like that. From that. from the half mile. I mean, I, I, Jeff. I just. I kind of feel like a proud person <laughs> I know. here because I, know. I mean, well, from running is stupid. That's right. Running is just, still kind of stupid. Yeah. Like it, <laughs> to like, I might consider doing a half mile uh, yeah. walk with four aid stations in between. <laughs> <laughs> to now comfort stations yeah comfort yeah. stations comfort, coming comfort. in to make sure everything's okay yep to now 1.3 miles well I mean, and then i did 1.5 today after 1.3 yesterday i thought i can probably pull off a full one and a half right wow. and i will say that there was a point in that run that i thought oh lazy i need a comfort station right and my neighbors wouldn't let me in their house. They wouldn't? No. You rang was, the doorbell? I, I was like, oh, oh. I mean, I'm still jogging in place because I did not stop. Right. I will I tell you that stop. right now. I never stopped, but nobody was letting me in and nobody That's was comforting me at all. That's ridiculous. I thought so. It's Those doorbells where you can see a video, yeah, they should just yeah, take them down. They, were, right. they saw me. I saw them. <laughs> you're like, I yeah. know you're in there. I know you're in there. <laughs> I saw you duck behind the couch. Yeah. You can't hide from me. You just got back from Costco. I know you have food. <laughs> Just throw something out here. Just chuck a granola bar oh, out the window or something. Awful. Oh. One point five, Marcy. Seriously, that is awesome. Seriously, well, it's really not. But I was pretty proud of myself. Well, I'm not good at math, as we've Steve and I both know. <laughs> we've clearly shown that's why we hired data scientists. That's why we hired data scientists. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking that's three times the amount that you were running. Well, that's distance, why it's I mean. so impressive. Yeah, to it's three x half a it mile. It was three times what I was doing. Yeah. Last week. So I'm thinking, okay. At this okay, pace. What can I do by the end of the month? Oh, you're going to be running a 50 oh, mile. So, oh, so, oh, wow. You have lost your ever loving mind. <laughs> no, I think, I think you're going to be doing a 50 mile. Half, no. No, I'm just hoping I'm three. Three would be great. Three. I'm going to go for three. Right. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with three miles. Ain't nothing wrong with three miles. In my world, that would be a 5K. Yes, it would. That yeah. is, that's that's my race because right there. Because Steven works in kilometers. He does not work in mileage. Oh. He is converted over. I've converted back. What I'm, brought I'm, that on, Steven? Just full metrics. Easier math. So it's you, not easier math, is Nothing it? You is just easy move in the math. decimals. You just kind of oh, forward, forward, backward. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for somebody like me, I, I need that. I, you know, when you're running and carrying an abacus, it's really difficult <laughs> to move those beads Not across. Not Clydesdale. We right. Pack it in, baby. It's the clanking noise all the time. So I figured, you know, this is a little bit easier. So Jeff runs with me on his back, slipping the abacus little that's, beads around. I, that's why I'm so slow. Right. <laughs> it's, it's my fault in the abacus. Well, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> But now that you have. You've totally been carrying us for quite uh, some time, Jeff. <laughs> so here, we love having Marcy on. We love talking about different topics. And this episode is going to be released on January 11th. Now, everyone makes New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. January 1st, mm-hmm. the gyms will be full, even with the social distancing. People will be on treadmills oh, yeah. that don't haven't hit one in a year. No, or ever seen one. Or ever. Mm-hmm. By January 11th, it started to thin out a little bit. I would say there's a lot of people who by January 11th have already, mm-hmm. Stephen and Marcy, because mm-hmm. you're right next to me as well. Here I am. Here I am. <laughs> right there as well. <laughs> already dropped their or broken their New Year's resolution. Well, I'll tell you, Jeff, that is me. Uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, not this year, but that is always been me that's okay. that's old marcy that is that's, she is dead to us now she's she's she dead we buried God. her she's now a three mile watery grave well she's about to be that's right. she's a 1.5 that's right well, yeah. show. that's great so do you want to tell us a little bit about maybe one example of <laughs> said broke breaking Gosh. of resolution well let me just open with 
I've never had a resolution I haven't broken. Okay. Oh, that's a good track record. So, uh, yeah. I'm, you have a nice what does that going. make it? O for whatever? Yeah. How does that work? We're not going to name any Well, I, right. I quit making them years and years ago when okay. I realized how poorly I was doing with it. I think one of my favorites, most off the wall one I ever had. Like, I mean, I had all the usuals. Right. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to exercise. Right. I'm going to eat better. <laughs> I mean, January 11th, boy, that would have been a good one. I was like January 3rd. Right. That streak uh, is hard. Yeah. Like after yeah, 10 days. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's you really... like all those days in a row? No. And you no. have all those leftovers, especially with food for me. Oh, yeah. It's like all those oh, leftover yeah. things are just staring at you. And it then was... you get down to the, the stocking candy. It's still like <laughs> stock in the toe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like it's still there. You know it's there. And you're like, I don't want to be wasteful. Candy. Right. <laughs> it's like, this, like, like the, t- the sock fuzz of the candy exactly. world. Right. I know. I feel you and I hear you. Yeah, not a single one did I ever hit. So what's one of the ones that you can remember that was like, okay, that was like a one that was like, that was a quick fail or just didn't last as long? I I think it was more of a thought. Like, I don't even know if it ever made it into any type of reality. never birthed into a... I don't think so. I don't think so. It was a January one and this was just post-college. Which, as I've told you, my my college endeavors lasted a little longer than most. Still working on a bachelor's, but had a real, <laughs> real good time. And uh, a lot of friends, a lot of frolic, but That's what it's not about. a lot of education, but okay. I had a great time. Right. So about a year into the real world, I thought, this blows. What can I do to make life more exciting? Right. I'm going to go back to school. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. <clears throat> so I looked up what my degree was. History. Okay. Super useless. Can't do a lot with it. <laughs> what do you jump off from right. with a history degree? Right. There's a few things like law school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Politician. It <laughs> wasn't in your future. <laughs> no. no, boys. None of that was in my future. I can tell you that right now. But archaeology. And I was like, eh. I don't know. That seems kind of maybe I don't know. Maybe yeah. boring underwater archaeology. I thought, oh, I'm living oh, at the beach. It's like water aerobics. That's why you yes. like water aerobics so much. All things water, guys. Right. H2O, baby. Right. Yeah. I was like, underwater archaeology. Did I scoop it? I've no. No. Was I gonna let that stop me? No. Why would no. you? I was enrolling in Florida states. Underwater archaeology. <laughs> wow, you're moving across the country. You're like the yeah, Jacques Cousteau of Indiana Jones. <laughs> had, no, I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody else enrolling this program at least had their PADI certificate. Right. Yeah. At I'm, least floaties or something. Something. Right. I mean, I'm, Some water I wings. Swim. We had a pool growing up. Done. Right. I'm in. <laughs> we had a pool growing up. I am qualified. That'll do it. Right. That'll do it. I always could get you those the little dive, dive sticks. Toys? Yeah, <laughs> I could totally get those. I was always the first. I was yeah. like, I'm going to be so good at this. Perfect. Yeah, I can look at stuff in the underwater. So I thought, okay, yeah. this is going to get me out of the real world. Okay. <laughs> Does Florida State have a, a really big like they underwater antiquities? The or? only, I think, at the time, <laughs> underwater archaeology program. Uh-huh. I don't even know how I came up with this. I never heard of it i was internet was fairly new at the time that's right. how old i am <laughs> and that's what i came up with about yeah that's what i'm gonna do by right. january 2nd the the dream was dashed <laughs> there was no longer this is who i am it was gone so it was a 24 24 hour, hour dream. dream 24 hour dream Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's better than twelve. Thank you. Yeah. Man, right. guys are so encouraging. That's like a, I love that. That's about like you a all. half mile. Yeah. You went <laughs> yeah. from you know mm-hmm. school is stupid to mm-hmm. like maybe you know like it's okay and yeah yeah, yeah. So, exactly yeah exactly yeah that that was that was dashed by my parents. Okay. Yeah. And and reality. A cold dose of water yeah, was <laughs> pretty much just like a psh, yeah. Right. So Whole did you, bunch of... did you at the time did you agree with their reality assessment or were you like, no, you guys are wrong. I was this like work. you guys are stupid like running. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> but I was to thinking it. No. And behind their back I sure did. And then yeah, I quickly assessed that. Uh, yeah. Maybe they're probably and Dad right. Yeah. They them, always yeah. seem to know what they're talking about. It's true. They really do. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So kids, listen to your parents. They know what they say. There yeah. you go. That's wow. some good advice. Um, yeah. It it is so true until they hit a certain age. We have a lot of toddlers. You need to back up a little bit. <laughs> 
<laughs> a lot of toddlers. <laughs> a lot of toddler listeners put down the fish crackers <laughs> yeah, hey, and the juice box. The goldfish aren't going to take you as right. long as you think they are. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, Stephen, do you have any similar type of uh, fails from resolutions? I do, actually. And you know what, Marcy? It's actually water-related. Oh <laughs> I'm telling you. It's, it's this thing. So, I actually grew up around water. So, I, many of you guys, I grew up around Florida. And, and did you have a pool as well? We did not, but we, we did the more strategic thing. We actually had friends that had pools. Oh, smart. Right, right, exactly. So, every, all of our friends had pools, and I grew up around water. A couple of years ago, I was sitting around some friends, and we were talking about running and stuff and one of my friends she's like hey i'm gonna be doing a triathlon and i was like oh that sounds cool and a couple of my buddies were like how hard could a triathlon be you know <laughs> wow and Fools. and she's like well if you think it's so easy why don't we why don't we all do like a sprint triathlon oh, and she's like not even a full let's right. do a sprint yeah, just a sprint Big right babies. yeah exactly so this one guy was kind of talking trash and so we're like okay we signed up for a triathlon in like june and then january 1 we were going to start training individually and then we had some bets going on like shaved heads and that kind of stuff and so the, the gal that was doing the triathlon she's like i'm going to kick all your rears and a lot of the guys oh, yeah, were, were like well no you know i'm gonna uh, uh. so i thought okay i'm not gonna go that far but i think i can i could probably win this and how hard i mean i can run and then and she's a girl is that what you're thinking Whoa. no 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 i did not <laughs> Marcy said it no I honestly did not think that, but I thought <laughs> those I, girls will get you I, when you're not expecting. Well, it. I thought, okay, I'm I, I consider myself a little bit of an athlete, so the bike, no problem. And I grew up around water, like how it's hard, mm-hmm. how hard could swimming be? And you're a runner, mm-hmm. exactly. I'm like, I've got the I've got the aerobic, you know, anaerobic, whatever, some kind of bobic, um, thing, <laughs> bobic. Going, <laughs> thing going here. And so I was like, all right, so I signed up for these master swim classes at the local natatorium, and I was like. I got this. Yeah. I'm just going to practice in the pool and it'll be no problem. So first day I show up and I go to the nanatorium and there's a coach there and you get in these lanes. And so it's 25 meters one way. So I just, you know, randomly get in a lane and they're like, okay, you know, you're new, like just swim from one end to the other. I'm like, got it. I got it. I got maybe about 10 meters and I couldn't touch. And I was like, I literally <laughs> started like, and like no. doggy paddling, I was like, and these guys and gals are like, poof, poof, just going back and forth in the in What the happened pool. to you, Stephen? I, I know. I, I literally, I'm not kidding. I literally had to get up and walk to the... <laughs> To the end where I could stand, where like at least my waist was it was water high, and I just I never had learned how to like for real swim. Yeah. Like this is you know like when you're in a pool, you're just like la la la. Yeah. So, oh, so you got ten... Never did a stroke. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> you got ten meters out and you panicked. How'd you get back? Did you just go? Did you just turn around and go back? No, I flipped on my back and did like a sea otter. Oh, I was you... like. <laughs> Oh my god! Like you, you could have put an oyster right on my chest, and I would have been he right back on home. I just like backfloated, tried to act graceful, like you know, oh allergies or something. <laughs> like wait a minute, there's no allergies. Asthma, I'll give you asthma. <laughs> yeah. I was so stinking cocky and thinking this was gonna be, and I was like. I, I realized I didn't know how to swim. And I'm thinking, Gen 1, I mean, I got this done. I can run. I mean, who needs to train for a sprint? You know, and, it's like swimming for right. crying out loud. Exactly. It's not like it's water <laughs> aerobics. It's hard. I know. So, yeah. So um, that was a big <laughs> fail on my behalf. And the coach was like, yeah, you're going to need to stay on that end because I didn't wow. realize the shallow end. The shallow end's for beginners, and then the deeper end is for like the studs and studettes, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah, that was a mm. major fail. So, I, I did learn how to swim, and I, I can swim for triathlons now, but it's that, hard. It really is. Yeah. yeah. And I the figured, breathing is so hard. Yeah. You like, I literally said to the coach, how do you breathe? Yeah. I'm like, can't breathe under the water, like, man. Just lift your head to the side. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I can't see now. I'm not, uh, yeah, it was. Didn't give you a snorkel? No, I asked for Ooh, one. Yeah, yeah. That would have been a good call. Yeah, fins, yeah. Snorkels, snorkels, kickboard, yes. something. Yes, that's how I swim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, so or a was... tank. I use a tank a lot of times. Oh, yeah. Super helpful. Yeah, yeah I tank at races, helpful. but oh, not. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Thank it races. Yeah. Thank it swimming. Yeah. 
What about you, Jeff? Yeah. Mine's not nearly as interesting as y'all's. I mean, going to Florida State to do underwater <laughs> basket weaving. What was that? Underwater something. I didn't go anywhere, remind Jacques you. Cousteau, yeah. Indiana Jones over Jacques here. Jackie Cousteau. It's yeah. Jackie Cousteau. Jackie Cousteau. 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 Cousteau or whatever with Shamu. I don't know. Yeah, mine's not nearly as interesting. I think I shared last episode how I finally found financial software that works. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I would say that for probably 27 years, years, my goal at the beginning of every year was to get on a budget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I did Dave Ramsey, which I love. It's great. Yeah. yeah. I did Crown Ministries, which is great. Yeah. I did the envelope. I did every kind of course book system in the world. And by January 2nd, I was ordering <laughs> off of Amazon <laughs> and eating Chick-fil-A <laughs> And sushi. What's and wrong with just that? That blowing. sounds like a great way to start the year. It is a great way to start. That's what I thought too. Uh, right? Yeah, absolutely. But when your budget says no, you might want to do rice and beans, beans and rice, right? The whole thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, it lasted maybe two days. It was bad. Oh. It was bad. I just could never. I feel it. So I think the lesson was you can get you can get a lot of head knowledge, right? right? You can know all the right things, but if you don't actually put it into practice, mm. yeah, yeah, you're gonna fail every time. Yeah, yeah. I I certainly did. Yes, yeah. as we as Marcy has pointed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think my fail was just going, you know what? I'm gonna this this is the year. I'm gonna do it this year. Yeah. I'm just gonna magically do it this year. And it was same over and over. And I think at some point you realize I think you get older mm. and more hopefully yeah. more wise. Right. You finally say, you know what? I'm actually going to start to build a habit. Oh, and this year, as I reported last episode, I finally nailed it. You need a budget. That new software we're using mm-hmm. kind of requires you to do a daily. What's it called again? It's called You Need a Budget. Oh, that's Why it. Now? You need yep. a budget. <laughs> yep. so what I thought you were telling me hey, Marcy, I need a budget. You I need know. A budget. Oh, okay, what's it called? <laughs> yeah. And it just it, it forces you to do the daily habit thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what finally kind of worked. Yeah. It kind of made me think it too of trail running. Yeah, you know, when we're training for a race, we heard this from Laura Hamilton. She talked about consistency. Is that putting it into practice? Like you can have all the knowledge, you can have a training plan, you have an eating plan, you have all yeah. that. But if you don't actually do it, right? Put it into practice. It, it's not going to work. It's going you're going to fail every time. Yeah. So, so I don't know true. if that's a lesson or not, but that would be I think my it is fail. totally, yeah. Yeah. totally a lesson, a life lesson for us all. So ordering an just Amazon, do it. Yeah. <laughs> Ordering on Amazon while eating Chick-fil-A is probably or not a... Just don't do it. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, hey, there's a time and place. If that's in your budget, that's true. go for it. Wow. But when well, it's not in your budget, don't go for it. I figure with resolutions, I just gave them up. Yeah. I did. I mean, it's just like, here's my resolution. Don't ever do one again. Doesn't work out for you. <laughs> so you've actually succeeded at a resolution. Boom. <laughs> By saying that you're not going to do a resolution. For like 15 years, I, I have conquered. In a row. Yeah. Oh, simul- yeah. yeah. In a yeah. row. In a row. There's a streak. Consecutive. That was my word. There you go. Um, And I did try last year the one word. I heard yeah. last episode you were talking about the one word. Yeah. Failed. Fail. Oh, one word. Didn't but, even get that right. For, forgot my word. <laughs> oh, I thought your word was fail. No, oh. I forgot my word, so I failed. <laughs> I was like, didn't I have a word? Yeah, I, I heard word? some of your things. Just write it on a mirror, put it down. Yeah. So this year, my word, I'm putting it down. You know what? They actually have little bracelets. We should get you a little <gasps> word bracelet. Ooh, a word bracelet. Really? I did that one year for my girls. Yeah. That's so cool. Where do you I'll, get that? I'll get it for you. Okay. Awesome. I am down. Right. You can tell me off air what your word is. And, oh, and I'll tell well, you now. Okay. Oh, all right. You, you want to hear it? Yeah, I'll drop it. All right. Here we go. <laughs> drum roll. Drum roll. Yeah, this really <laughs> is going to... Well, here's the safe thing about my word is nobody knows but me if I've done it. <laughs> That's perfect. Oh, there you know. go. That's even better. Mindset. Oh, oh, I like that. That's my word this yeah, year. Mindset. Yeah, mindset. That's a good word. Yeah. So if I, I mean, I've really got to be jacking up my life for everybody else to notice this. Right. <laughs> Not that I don't occasionally, but <laughs> Timmy time will know. Right. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Yeah, mindset. That's right. it. Well, Stephen, I feel like New Year's resolutions are kind of like trail running. Sometimes, yep. you know, you break them a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you fail, but that doesn't mean you need to quit. Unlike what Marcy's done by quit. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I don't care. That's gonna leave that's gonna leave a bruise. Yeah. No. 
I'm way too uh, hardcore for yeah, that. She, she, that <laughs> she, <laughs> face hurt she all. has a solid <laughs> mindset. That's not going to rock her. My mindset won't take that. <laughs> what does, does honey it. say? I reject honey. that, stamp it null no, void, and return it back to sender. <laughs> Wow. I do like and I like it with the sass you gave. Sass. There was a lot of sass. A little in that. shimmy it makes things go a long way. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> I don't know if I can recover from that. My mindset has gone south. Well, Jeff, I think with resolutions and, and a lot of things in life like trail running and things, I think it's it's just a matter of getting out there and trying not to like the proverbial saying, like, you know, try to eat the elephant, you know, just you just try to do a little bit at a time. And if it happens to turn into something big, great. But I think the consistency is really the, what's important. So all of you guys that are out there, they're getting ready for races and getting ready for the new year. You just just try to be consistent. Just get out there, do little things. And I think you'll see the, the big time results that you want to see. Well, Stephen, that is awesome. And with that, it is Marcy Bazer. Well, Stephen, believe it or not, that's the end of episode 24. Awesome episode. So great to hear from Sadie. So good. She was awesome. She's just a great person. Yeah, she really is. And it was just fun talking to her. So thanks so much, Sadie, for being on the show. And of course, it's great to have the great Marcy Baser join us, as always. The one and only. I think we need to have like our own separate fan page for her. So We do. <laughs> hey, Stephen, I have one major ask of our Big Ass Runner community. Okay, what is that, Jeff? How, how can our listeners help out? They can help me because if you would like to do an intro, and you heard Anna do the intro today, please let me know. You can let me know either through Instagram, so DM us on Instagram, or if you want to email me, email jeff at bigassrunner.com. We would love for you to do an intro. We love to give lots of people opportunity. So if you want to do one, please reach out. Yeah, that's great, Jeff. And that's something that we really like about the podcast is we kind of want it to be a community and, and, and for listeners to kind of own it. That's really one way that we really thought people could really join in it and we can all kind of own this together. Absolutely. Well, Jeff, with that in mind, I think we have concluded episode number 24 of the Big Ass Runner podcast, the second episode of 2020. We sure hope that you guys are enjoying your year. I know many of you guys are putting in some longer winter miles and getting ready for some of those races coming up. So just keep up the good work. Do what you can. Enjoy the time that you have and the gift that we have of trail running. So until then, get out there, enjoy the trails, empty your bladders, and keep running your asses off. Don't feel any pressure to like you got to be on your A game and because you've listened to us, you know that we're we're never on our A game. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate that about you guys. Refreshing. <laughs> My wife yeah. teaches Spanish and she always says "El burro sabes más que tú," which means you know the donkey knows more than you. So that's a common phrase. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> do you want me to start, Steve? Yeah. Or do you want to start? You go ahead. You're good at starting. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible at finishing, but I'm good at starting. <clears throat> I love a good banter. Look at you with your Vander jacket. Look at that. <laughs> Flapping in the wind. She's going to throw up some peace signs. <laughs> oh my gosh, is she ever. It's all real loosey-goosey. Uh, right, it's a paraphrase. <laughs> it's not alliteration. It's a... We're going to Bandera. Where is Bandera? Get your crap together, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to Bandera. Yay. That's the most important thing. We need thing. a place to stay. We I'll make sure we have food. And we need powdered donuts. I mean. Check, check, check. I think if so. we're there, it's going to be hot food. Let me tell oh, you. Yeah, it's be hot food. <laughs> I, I called she... Charlie. I was like, hey, could you bring the fudge over here? She's like, I'm not at home. Yeah. Um, could you be at home? Could you go at home and get that? <laughs> could you be at home? <laughs> and it was just like birds chirping. It was like all of a sudden Charlie died. There was yeah. nothing else to be said. She was like, yeah. <laughs> the rapture's come. Uh, and there's just and like, only Charlie was taken. Charlie and the fudge are gone. <laughs> well, Steven, with that, it's time to say, I don't know what I'm saying. That's <laughs> <the> wrong one. <laughs> I, I was not. In, I was not confident in that. Right. In that button. Uh, I need a. I need they a need label labeled. Yeah, label I'll on. bring my label maker over. <laughs> Let's do that. Bet. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
And that's all I have to say about that. 